welcome to the Noble Mother podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to heal, learn, and grow from powerful stories and experiences shared by sovereign mothers and women. Mothers and women who question when their sovereignty is in danger. Mothers and women who have faced deep grief and loss. Mothers and women who have walked the coals inside themselves to unprogram what they thought and who they could trust to really come home to themselves and their power. These mothers and women fiercely protect their spiritual energy and their family's health and well-being. On the Noble Mother podcast, we will share stories of birth, life, magic, and death. I hope you find healing in the wisdom shared. I'm your host, Victoria Nicholas, and these are the Noble Mothers and Noble Women and their stories. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Noble Mother Podcast. I am so delighted and honored to welcome Cassia Diana today to the Noble Mother Podcast. Whoa, this is going to be a very potent morning of storytelling. So sit back, enjoy. Let me introduce you to this beautiful goddess, and we're going to dive right in. Cassia Diana is a woman gatekeeper and high priestess of the temple, a protector of wombs, women, and children. She is the root and sacral chakra energy medicine and can hold portals for powerful and catalyst healing. She's a womb circle and alchemy mag who has been gifted moon and blood medicine. She helps women with abortions, conceptions, sexual trauma and abuse, sexual relationships and experiences, Fertility, infertility, period, and hormone support. She is a matriarch and uses her magic to channel healing for matriarchs all over the world. When she's not hosting the Temple podcast, she's in her kitchen whipping up ancestral nourishment or frolicking her herb farm with her many animals and family surrounded by trees. Welcome, Cassia. Thank you so much for having me here, Tori. Mm. So happy to be here. It's an honor. So we've had a really, well, you have had a really intense and beautiful fall, which we have been in conversation with. We've we've been trying to connect and have you on the podcast for a while, but as beautiful as the universe is and spirit, this is now the time where you've been asked to come forward. And so you have a lot of medicine, beautiful wisdom to share today. And I just want to open the floor to you to start with your journey into some shadow work and past life work that has come up for you. We're going to be intertwining pregnancy, pregnancy loss, abortion, past life work, and just relationship 
and so much more came through this. So yes, thank you. I'm I'm passing the mic. I'm passing the torch. I'm passing the candle over to you, sister, to walk us through this sacred time that you are so willing and open to share with sisters to learn and to build and to be in. So thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is Kasha. I am a womb shaman. I'm a woman's gatekeeper. And so my medicine my whole life has been directed towards these types of experiences from a young girl to now a mother of two. I'm deep, deep in motherhood and deep in the success of my life. Really, there's a big shift that happened for me a year ago. We made a big move out to a whole new province. We're in the Maritimes of Canada and really in this celebration of all the things that have come forth for me through all of the work that I've been doing in my life, all of the situations that have presented themselves. And it's always had to do with periods, blood, the moon, nature, Mother Gaia, sexual trauma, where sexual relationships, orgasm, pleasure, all of those things. It's always been about my yoni and my womb and my heart. And people just find me for this stuff. Like I remember just being on the bus and people being like, all right, here's my life story. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I am this person for people. And this is not something I can go to school for. This has been my mission and I accept it with all of its highs and all of its lows. Most recently, there was a change in our family. So we were pregnant and it was so funny how it happened. It was like that little glitch in 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 the matrix or the universe. So I cycle with the moon. I plan my life and my relationships and my outings according to my period and my hormonal cycle I have for over a decade. And I, I've written a book about it. <laughs> you know, it's been my life's work. And the one time, the one time it was off, my period was off by three days. And, you know, I'm in the heat of passion and I'm like, no, it's fine because it's like it's not for another three days that I have to worry about my fertility, you know. And lo and behold, for some reason, my period actually shifted. It was three days early. And so then when I didn't receive my blood, I thought, how is that possible? Oh, actually, it was off by three days. So trying to do math when you're I'm juicy and excited. Not my fourth. Right. And my voice is a little off too. There's been a lot of urging, a lot of singing, a lot of screaming. So you guys get to really, really connect with my inner Cali goddess and, and the experiences that I've been having lately. And I'm so happy, so happy to share because I know I'm not the only one. I know. No. I know. And like, I keep talking to other girlfriends and marriages right now and children right now. It's just, it's an intense time, little Scorpio. Yeah, the of the night. Truly, truly. And I'm so here for it. I love, I love shadow work. I love the darkness. I love emerging from it, but I also like being in it because it's so uncomfortable that it's comfortable. It's like, you can really find yourself there. That's where you do find yourself. Yeah. 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 So again, my throat is so connected to my womb. And so it's just so much purging right now. But back to 
to, to my shadow story, I was pregnant and it was a total fluke glitch in the matrix of it happening. It was a total fluke in the universe. It was like, no, like you're, we're down for this experience. It's happening. Let's go. So I didn't get my period and my husband and I already have two children. One of them is quite young. Not so long ago, we just like exited postpartum sort of and we're like, whoa, this is a little intense to think of another person coming. And what I'd like everybody to know is both of my children that are sheer earth side have been conceived consciously. So with a conscious conception ceremony with, you know, like I cast their goal and we have candle and we have, we call this person in as my star seeds talked to me and made themselves known. So this person wasn't. And so that was a bit of a, a chaotic moment for myself and my partner. We were like, mm, but we didn't call you in. And so we exercised our free will and we made a choice together. The intention was purely out of love for ourselves and the children we have. And there was a little bit of fear underlying the unknown because, you know, it was, to me, it felt like the conception was not present. Like I'm, I'm always present when I'm making love. It was just more, the way it happened was not as present as I was with my other experiences. And so that also put me kind of at a distance with myself. And my partner going through, you know, without revealing too much, because it's not my story to share, but there's inner child work that's going on. And as a parent, when an inner child work not going on, but yeah, right. Like every day you're parenting, you're being triggered with your inner child work. Really? It's like, yeah, it's in your face. It's in your face. So one of the fears that came up was, you know, being able to be present enough, being able to be grounded enough with a third human mm -hmm. requires so much attention. And so there was this fear and I took it on, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, postpartum is crazy. To be fair, this it's not crazy. It's a beautiful time. But our postpartum, our second postpartum was a little intense because we just moved. I didn't have community yet. You know, I didn't really know anybody. I had one person. We kind of moved to New Brunswick together. Hey, shout out to you, Emily. I love you. So, you know, it was, it was a little crazy in, in terms. I, I prepared ours like pretty well, you know, and stocked us up and that kind of thing is easy. Thank God us for the instant pot in that sense. But it was a dark time. And so for it to happen again so soon, my husband and I were like, think not. And so we exercised free will. And I said, well, I can do an abortion protocol. And this medicine has been gifted to me, not only by the place that I bought. I mean, it's growing like rampant here. But I was gifted the the knowledge and the medicine. Like I, again, people have just come to me for this kind of stuff. I remember I used to teach dance or I was kind of like everybody's auntie and we're all teenagers. I taught all ages, but like the teens were my, were my jam and they trusted me. And one of them came to me and said, you know, I'm having, having an abortion and I really want to say goodbye. And for some reason, I just think you're the right person to guide me through that. And this was like when I hadn't even been initiated into high priestess yet. Like I was still working through my shit with a, with a shaman. So mm -hmm. it was really beautiful. And so I, I held that space for her and. We connected to her starseed and we said goodbye and we had ceremony. And how beautiful, how intelligent of that young woman to mm. understand the need of a rite of passage. Like I'm getting goosebumps. Like oh, what yeah. smart girl. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Teenage years. That's it. 
but then, and you know, at that time too, my shaman scolded me because she misunderstood the information that had happened. And eventually I received an apology from her friend who's also, we kind of like the three of us worked together on, you know, just different things. And I received an apology from one of them for an assumption that was made on my magic. Mm -hmm. And the assumption was that I aborted this child spiritually. And I mean, on some level, I, I did with consent, with the application of this person's free will or a, a procedure that was going to happen in a few days. So, I mean, yes, but why assume? Why assume that I'm using my magic for people? Like that's, <laughs> you know, someone's, someone's got to be the butcher though. And if that feels uncomfortable to you, then let's have gratitude for how meat gets in the fridge. And this analogy will make more sense later as I share my past life integrations. But so assumptions were made. There was heavy shame put on me. You know, like first words were like, what did you do? Why did you fuck with magic? And it was, I was so young and so like new to this world and hadn't been initiated yet. And I was just full of shame. I've carried that shame for a really long time, actually. Even post an apology, you know, it's like my magic was shamed. My power was shamed. So fast forward to me making this choice in my own life and being like, you know, I don't know if I feel this is the right time. I don't know. I mean, you're never really ready for children, are you? It's going <laughs> to turn everything around for you. But I was like, I'm going to exercise my free will. I understand the power of this medicine. I have access to this medicine. I'm going to use it. And so my partner and I, we both made the decision together. So I prepared my herbs and I always set intention. I cast intention into my waters and my herbs. And I was devastated as I was making my steam. I was devastated. I was bawling my eyes out. And I thought that was normal. You know, I was like, and you are making your vaginal, your vaginal steam. Correct? I'm making a vaginal steam. steam so, yeah, to sit on your yoni box with. Exactly. So that is an in-home, non-invasive abortion protocol. And I can help those who are interested or want more information. But that is one of the ways. You can also, you know, take things internally. There are a few different ways to do it. But 50% is intention, to be honest. Yeah. And then I think beyond that is, you know, just the physical alchemy by so I'm preparing my yoni steam and I'm casting my intention into it. You know, I'm saying this is not my time. I will meet you when it is time. Please forgive me that I'm not ready. I'm not ready to receive you. And I was devastated. I'm bawling my eyes out. And I brought it upstairs. My family was having a family bath. And I did the steam while they were bathing. I was just sobbing. I was sobbing and sobbing. I'm like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm doing the protocol like now's the time you know like we, we we took a week to make the decision before we both were like okay yes you know just to really weigh weigh it but I should have really like what I learned was that I should have taken my devastation as a thicker cue for myself and so I'm boiling the herbs and I'm like grief sobbing like not just like I'm really like I was like oh like on my own and then as I was steaming also just devastated and my family was a part of it mm -hmm. 
that was really beautiful, but also like it's really emotional, you know. And so I did the protocol for a couple of days and it typically works like instantly. Well, not instantly, but like within 24 or 36 hours. And so after the third day and nothing, I was like, oh, okay, fuck. Like I am, you know, who, who am I? required <laughs> to try and, and change fate. <laughs> you know, like this person clearly wants to come through. Like even this, blend like this blend is like it does the trick like this the, even this blend is not supporting me in this experience okay I hear you I see you little person you are coming through all right and then it's like all right let's get back on the roller coaster everybody right now how do we feel about this ethically my beloved husband that was the conversation we had to have and we both felt that ethically to continue on with abortion protocol was inappropriate you know mm. we're like all right well then buckle up and when you say you mean normally within 24 hours it works you normally start to release and mm -hmm. you start to experience cramping and you start to feel <clears throat> your body moving and birthing through this individual that individual that's it okay and, and for some people the individual hasn't actually come yet it's mm -hmm. your body preparing the temple, the space. And that's actually my experience. Before I knew that my period was late, I was meditating like I do every morning. And this beautiful cosmic egg starts coming from the forest. And like I, I meditate in front of the forest. And so it's like cosmic egg coming towards me. And I'm like, oh, hey. I'm like, oh, wait, no. Like you can't come at me yet. Like what's happening here? Like I thought it was just like a glowing entity but then i realized it was like it was the star seed coming I was like mm. i was like you cannot commit i need to talk to my husband about this we do conscious ceremony together and you know the other thing that felt really important to me was to honor my husband's experiences because in the past there has been you know choices have been taken away from him and so it was very important and very important to me and very clear to me that this person wanted to come. And also it was clear to me, I had to talk to my partner first because we do conscious parenting as well. And we, you know, we put a lot of energy and love and time into our family and we're very conscious, aware about things. So it's a big effort. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so that person hadn't actually come to me yet, but there was a tether created. Mm -hmm. Definitely a tether created. And I had a little like cosmic egg tethered to me for a while. And so then I'm pregnant and I'm like, then I'm like really pregnant. But I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> this person wants to come through and this person's name means lion. And I'm like, all right, this is clearly a lion. <laughs> you know, like this lion is coming no matter what. This lioness, this lion, this intense energy is coming. So my husband and I decided it was no longer ethical because they had not started to bleed. And the herbs I use are eminagogic. So what that means is they stimulate flow. Mm. So even if you are a few days late, you can use it. If you are far along, you can use it. it the job is for those herbs to create blood to flow out of your body. So whether there is a spirit in there yet or not, 
I mean, every individual experience is so different, but I know that this person was not fully there yet, but definitely like waiting on the sidelines, you know? So I was like, Trev, if we're going to do this, we should, we should do this, you know? So we did a conscious conception ceremony. So interesting, right before we were going to, I was like very emotional. And then my daughter woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, of course, you know, of course. And then we carried on and, and did the conscious conception ceremony. And we welcome this person in. Oh, that actually brought up another memory of, of what happened too. That when I began the protocol that evening, family bath time, you know, we put our children to bed. And my husband and I are downstairs and we're kind of just talking about it, going through the emotions. Very emotional. Very, very emotional. A lot of grief, a lot of guilt, feeling a lot of shame and sadness. And, you know. And then I don't know where my daughter wakes up screaming bloody, like such an intense scream. And it broke my heart. It's like, it's so not her to like wake up screaming. And I go upstairs and I quiet her down. And the intuition that I was received as she was breastfeeding was like, I don't want to say goodbye to my best friend. And it was like so <laughs> that I made that conscious choice. And I had to learn through the experience of the universe and the pathway that who am I? Like, who am I to make these choices? Who am I to decide I'm not ready when maybe there was some cosmic, some cosmic thing I was getting in the middle of? So I really feel for all the women who have experienced loss or created loss. And, you know, it's such a deep level of forgiveness and love for myself. So the ultimate really. Yeah. Dream. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and even so, I still love myself. And my mantra for a few days was my intention was to exercise free will. Mm -hmm. My intention was to do no harm. And my intention was to honor my magic because this is so empowering to be mm. able to have knowledge of how to take care of your body, your fertility, your yoni, your pH, your hormones and all of that. And I really exercise my free will in that medicine. And that's what it's there for. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take away the human experience. Of course not. No. But I feel like it also, there's the room to grieve and to be in the experience, the wholeheartedly body, soul, spirit, because in a very sovereign way, you are exercising free will and participating in that yourself, where sometimes when we go extend that out, you know, to an, an included institution or, or a procedure there isn't necessarily that space to feel all of the feels that, that come up with it. You that know? come up. Yeah. And I did also reflect on that with my partner. I was like, this is a really beautiful way to grieve. This is a beautiful way to receive, you know. Yeah. And there were no bright light there was no sterility there was no paperwork you know it was right. just ceremony and family and love just like it always fucking should be 
Right. Oof, you know, goosebumps. Yeah. And all of it, life and death is ours. Absolutely, and it is. Nobody else. So, like, everybody's trying to get their hands on those sacred portals. Those, those are sacred portals that open up. And that energy harvesting is malicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's just unacceptable. I just. And it's the way to, I think, keep humankind controlled. energy harvesting and taking stripping humans of that absolutely keep them very robotic and uh, yeah like how controlled yes yeah compliant how can you how can you go through all of your feelings when you're in an environment that is not your own obviously you're on guard on some level and then having invasive procedures like that broke my heart actually as i was releasing i was like again who am i to have this experience in my home and so many women have not had the knowledge gifted to them or mm-hmm. they let this is their only choice and then they go through this fucking trauma of like people's hands in their bodies and like vacuums and, like, in their bodies look at that yeah absolutely all these desecrated temples because they feel like they don't have a choice or they don't they haven't heard this podcast yet or they haven't connected with people who can support them in that like being a woman is actually really powerful mm. and it's so beautiful and your fertility is yours like everybody has come from a woman mm. as we so it's like we should all be able to share this knowledge and if you hear this share it further like yeah it's that simple you can do a yoni steam and you can take control of your fertility. And even if you don't do it for abortion protocol, you can do it to heal all sorts of things. I've helped women, you know, cancel hysterectomies. Mm-hmm. Like, if plant yeah. medicine is amazing. And then again, like I said, if 50% is intention, even, even when you are making love, if you don't intend to get pregnant. And that's what my partner and I had to really come to terms with too, is like, well, were we actually on board with not, having a child and then we both like we're like well, no baby they're cute like we we want more children we do we want more children we just we were trying to control the timeline and we were humble very very much we were humble so you're humbled and put through this roller coaster of saying no and going through protocol and then saying okay protocol's not working this is feeling unethical at this point for our family. We're saying yes to you. And then, and then, and then a couple of weeks went by, you know, and you know, we're sinking into like, I'm pregnant, you know, I'm exactly. pregnant. Your, your mindset shifts. It, you know, I'm organizing clothes a different way. You know? Right. Yeah. You know, planning postpartum already. That's it. I'm looking for, for my and and just all the things that you do when you know you're pregnant and yeah i think it was about i think it was a couple weeks later you know we were all joyful we were all working through it and then i it was actually my husband who noticed i went pee and he's like that like a little poop in the toilet it's like well maybe like children's potties or whatever and i look i was like oh it's a cloth and then instantly everything in my body just like it was like such a gust of grief and anxiety. I was like, oh, 
I might be miscarrying. And so I just kind of went with it. It was very quiet. And then I did start to have more spotting. I was like, no, no, not after I've accepted you. No. And this was a Saturday. Sunday <laughs> I was hosting. The universe works in such a funny way. I was hosting a moon blood ceremony for a girl who became a woman. It was gorgeous. It was in a forest. It was for a good friend. I made chocolate. They're lovely. It's exactly what it needed to be. And I'm walking back to my car after the ceremony with my supplies. I'm like, should I be carrying this? It's pretty heavy, you know. But it all felt like a part of the plan, truly. Like now that I'm on the other side of it, I can sit here and say, yeah, like that was a part of the plan. I go home and I could just feel more blood as I'm driving. I was like a two-hour drive. I'm like, oh, more blood. Okay. And then I was just really sad. And then Monday, Monday, I was like, I'm for sure not going to carry this baby to term. Like this is it. You know, sometimes you spot and whatever. Like it was like, this is not, this is not happening. And I was very, very sad very full of grief. I decided I'm not going to be fucking alone today. It was the first day my husband was going to work too. I was like, I'm not being alone today. Are you kidding? So I called a couple of girlfriends. I went over to a girlfriend's house and I told her, I was like, it's pregnant. No, I'm not. And I really need you to be with me today. And so she came over and then I messaged and then things were getting really intense. That's what it was because I didn't have the space to process because I'm mothering two children. Yeah. And I was getting really snappy like really snappy and it's just not fair it's not fair to the children yeah and I called my girlfriend just sobbing another girlfriend and she's like thank you for calling thank you thank you for calling thank you for doing that that's really important I'm coming I'll be there shortly I'm just gonna put the children in the car and come and she came with only one she has three she found like Someone to take care of the other two. And and she came with one so that she could really be present with me and support. And then my other girlfriend came a couple hours later and it was just beautiful. The women that showed up for me that day, the sisterhood is so real. Mm-hmm. So real. Like you you build that. So kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah, the grid of the sisterhood. Yeah. So I didn't even have to say anything. I didn't have to ask. I didn't. The one came in, just gave me a big hug and started doing dishes, you know. And then my littlest needed to go for a nap. So I went upstairs and took her for a sleep. And I knew my son was fine downstairs. And then my other girlfriend came. And by the time I came down, the living room was tidied and swept. and, And while my little was napping, I just did laundry. We just got everything sorted, you know, just to make the space more godly and the space less chaotic. Because that was the other thing. It was like my husband solo parented the day before because I was gone all day. Right. And it was like a fucking bomb went off in the house. And I don't know about you, but I cannot feel calm in a space that is like disgruntled. My new exercise is literally power cleaning all the time. And I love it. It's like I'm moving all the time and my house feels clean. And there's a commitment to no resentment for it. Because yeah. it's like, if you think you're moving, and that's actually European women's secret to staying thin, it's like, just clean, like take care of just your home. Keep, absolutely. Keep yeah. So it felt so good to have my home cleaned and taken care of. And then 
at that point, I was like, I'm going to cook. I'm going to cook some food for everybody. I made a super simple, lovely, nourishing meal for all of us to have together. The one girlfriend braided all of our hair. And it was just, I was just bleeding all day and was so sad. So, so sad. I don't think you'll ever become unsatisfied. No. And that's kind of really beautiful. So, and it was hard too. So, my son is so psych. Be able to like not say it to him, but say it to him. You know, he kept asking for me to pick him up. I was like, son, I love picking you up today. Today, mama's body is not going to pick you up. Today is the day for mama's body needs to just heal and work through it. You know. And then a few days later, he was like, so what happened to the dead baby? <laughs> He's so psychic. I'm so grateful for him, my family. So that's the Monday. That was the Monday. And then at the evening, after my children went to bed, I released. I released a big lump of tissue. And to me, it feels like that was the conceived parts of my husband and myself like that to me is what mm. it felt like and so i messaged you like how do i preserve this because i remember you posted an article once and then i found it and so i preserved the tissues and alcohol and water and it's like until i decide what to do with this this has a significance in my life and i need to to preserve and honor and uh, so i did and the next day, how timely, how timely I had an ancestral healing session with a good friend. She's a shaman of ancestral lineage. <laughs> I was supposed to have the session with her the week before on Day of the Dead. But would you believe it? My children were purging and nobody was going to be away from mom that day. Like it was full on mom day. Yeah. And so I rescheduled, so I rescheduled for the next week. And the universe was like, you're going to need this. <laughs> Always <laughs> knows. Truly. Well, I no, love being held. Thank God. <laughs> if that's all we can remind ourselves in shadow work is that we are being held. Yes. That we will come out. We will be so much richer. We will have learned so much, but we are held. And it may feel invisible, but yeah, it shows up in these little synchronistic absolutely ways, right? So... I have this healing session and I I let her know. I was like, hey, I just want to give you an update. This was the night before. What's going on? And if you still feel like you're the right person for me for this, because the reason as to why I'm coming to you has changed, but I really feel like I'm still supposed to go through with the session. So we did the session and it was very, very powerful. I connected to my star seed. I connected to a past life part of myself. It all intertwines together, which is so cool. So she's like, oh, I was like processing my guilt and my shame and my anger, you know, because there's anger towards my partner. Because I felt like I put his fear ahead of my devastation. And what I learned from the experience, I think I partially shared was that my devastation was actually a clue. It was my intuition being like, no, you don't want to do this. You want to carry out this abortion. You don't want to carry out this abortion. And it 
created the conversation later for my husband, you know, my love, if you ever feel that strongly about something, do not let my fears waver. Like, please just do what you feel is right. So trusting your intuition on things, you know, I just, I kind of like chalked it up to it being like, well, of course I'm going to cry. Like, you know, but now I understand the difference between like a sadness and the grief that my body expresses and how that is so in tune with my womb and the work that I do. Like an an upgrade. (laughs) Yeah. And also a lot of ancestral programming as well to somewhat follow suit because men are riddled with fear, the toxic masculinity and the fear that has been placed on men sort of from the survival of mm-hmm. the beginning, but then now more financial and leadership. There's a lot that goes into fueling fear, which mm-hmm. then kind of perpetuates into it's not a subservient thing that we do as women, but we can get caught up in trying to ease their fears. And so we will yes. sort of go along with the narrative sometimes of our husbands. Mm-hmm. When. When really in a household, you know, with with that matriarchal wisdom, which really hasn't been modeled for us at all through like generations, generations, it's a really coming home to yourself to say like, my gut and my instincts and my knowing is saying no. So as the matriarch of the household, that is a decision that will not be going forward with. And I don't think that language is necessarily a part of we're working at it in 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 when you know in this space as women as we grow into that but and it's not it's not dismissing our husbands as well and what their fears are but it's really stepping into that uh, and it's not a control aspect it's a knowing it's in a deep innate wisdom it's not a narcissistic control element women we are the seers we are the seers you know that's just what it is and i listened to a wonderful podcast recently that shared this little nugget that man cannot become king until he serves his queen Mm. and it's that's just what it is the respect for woman and queen and mother and wife that's how you receive your magic and your safety and that kind of thing it's a really beautiful thing it's just it is it's it it works together it's not it's not one it's not a hierarchy it is not a hierarchy exactly and we've created this hierarchy in households it's to keep again like we were talking about earlier control compliance and you know yes men have a lot of fear they also haven't been given the space to wrap right hold themselves no, and, and not be held yeah exactly i've been seeing a lot of men circles coming up and i think that's going to be really important because as the goddess as the priestesses are rising those of you who have heard of my podcast like the temple podcast it's all for priestesses who are rising to find other priestesses and, and their magic as, their magic yeah yeah share that magic so they can make that grid of the sisterhood super yes strong. but as we are rising so are the gods or the priest and it's really powerful but there's a lot rooted in that fear and it's really it feels like crumbly for them you know 
So I have a lot of compassion, but like you said, it's not a subservient tone, but it is in the sense of like trying to balance out the fear with being held and feeling safe, right? So when I made that choice, I wanted my husband to feel safe because he's going through the right war. Yeah. And it kind of pulled me away from my intuition and my experience, which was knowing that this person was supposed to come through for my daughter, perhaps, or to, I don't know, I don't know. But now as I continue on with my story, the more pieces that are revealed is like, that was actually the experience that was supposed to happen. The roller coaster was absolutely, truly the medicine because in my session, she shared with me that this egg is tethered and she's like, can you release it? And I said, no, like I, I cannot, like I want to know if this person will come back. And I got to have the space held for me, which I hold for so many people, you know, and to find like being a bodywork energy healer and having a bodywork energy healer that can keep, not, not keep up, but that can like hold that powerful frequency for you. So eternally grateful because I was able to connect and realize, hey, like this person will come. This person's totally coming. This is actually a part of the whole experience. And so then the discussion shifted to, you know, my past life. And she's like, let's go. There's someone that wants to like meet you. Like, let's go meet her. And I'm going to share as many details as possible because it was so profound for me. And I hope you can all hear and understand me better. I met my past life self and we met under a giant baobab tree in the deserts of Africa. And she is African. She was wearing furs. She was wearing bones. She was kind of like crouched and on the ground. And as I met her, she's like, what do you need? Like, I'm busy. I'm working. Like, what's up? Like, I, I'm here to meet you. You know, like, thank you for taking the time. And she's like, yep. Yeah. Like, okay, what do, you, what do you need? You know? And so my guide was encouraging me to create gratitude and connection and, and offer integration and to offer more information to myself. And she's a powerful sorceress. And I wanted to know more about her magic and what she does. She kind of scoffed in the sense of like, I do what nobody else wants to do. You know, like from this place of being so misunderstood <laughs> and this place of dark magic, which is feared by so many, <laughs> but absolutely misunderstood. And this is where that butcher analogy is going to come in, you know. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be the butcher, but everybody's going to eat meat. And so that was what she showed me. She's like, I take care of the darkness of the world. I am that balance of the dark. I take lives. She's like, I'm the rabbit. She's like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the truck and the rabbit at the same time. You know, the truck that hits the rabbit. So she showed me that her magic is just misunderstood. She also showed me a side of myself where when I get into work mode, I'm very like, I'm in work mode. I was like, this is where it comes from. It's such a beloved energy for me because I'm extremely efficient and loving and organized in my household. And when I work, like I work, like give me an hour and it's just, everything's taken care of. Food, clothing, <laughs> mopping. But it's, I love it. I really, truly love it. And I understood the energy that I got to tap into. I'm busy. I'm working. Why are you here? Well, 
to understand you better. So she takes care of not so much like death. It wasn't the death energy. It was just the balance energy. And I was like, well, what? who am I to you? And she's like, well, you're building new earth. And you and I are complete opposites right now. And we are colliding. And I had a resistance to the integration because of all the shame that was placed on me for my magic. And so for me, expressing my magic and using my magic in abortion protocol, using my medicine, I was gifted the understanding that this is what the medicine is for. And people may not like it. People may feel it's too dark or, you know, and then all the guilt and shame. I felt that was really dark, you know, the part of the process. And it helped me to understand that, no, my medicine is mine, you know, and my medicine is wisdom and my medicine is old and it is uncomfortable for people. And so when I was working with these shamans, they saw the powerful sorceress of dark magic. And what I'm learning is that dark magic isn't bad unless you use it or evil. It's like, have you seen Lord of the Rings? So long ago. So long ago. So there's this one part where the light elf goddess is fighting a big, I think she's fighting like early Sauron. Like, so before she becomes really big and powerful, but he's like becoming the necromancer. And to push him away, she became this airiest, darkest entity she could and pulled all of this dark magic to get him away because the light wasn't working. Light is not all love and light. No, it's really, it's really not. And sometimes to combat the dark, you need the dark. And that also helped me to understand why when I do energy work sessions with some people, I become, I'm like seven or eight feet tall. And mm. I have wire and I'm wearing leather and I have a staff. And the, the entities in the realms, they scatter with fear because they're like, I'm not going to fuck with this one. And so that's such a powerful space. And now I understand where it comes from. It comes from that sorceress of many, many, many moons ago who's still operating at this frequency and on this, maybe in a different timeline, but at the same time. And so I said to her, what message do you have for me? Listen to this, guys. Flaming Cheetos. I'm like, what? And that totally makes then because like just like for like vague, like bitchy, like written all of yeah, flaming Cheetos. I was like, I don't eat Cheetos, so this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I started to and then my guide was like, Okay, well, let's come back to you and like what does that mean for you? I'm thinking like food choices, perhaps, right? I'll start just speaking freely. And when I was pregnant with my most recent child or my second recent child, I was eating all sorts of things I'd never eat, like pork or like takeout, like stuff that just, I know, creates inflammation and lack of ease in my body. So there's a lot of guilt in my pregnancy that eventually I just gave into. I was like, my body knows. My child knows what she needs to be coded for. I'm just gonna, just gonna enjoy what I need to enjoy. Because it was really, really yummy. Now it's really, really gross to me. It was really, really yummy when I was pregnant. And so then I started thinking, okay, like maybe I also lived with somebody 
who ate a lot of food like that. And I remember them having a bowel movement and I went to the bathroom after and I could literally just smell the food like it had been popped out of the bag. And I was like, wait a second, like this should not still smell the same. Like when you eat a burger and you poop, it doesn't smell like burger when you go. No. It seriously smelled like Cheetos. And I was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. We are working on digestion. We are working on what we have brought in and what's going to come out. And so I was like, all right, flaming Cheetos. Like, I just got to watch what I eat. I have to be more mindful with my abundance and my integration in the 3D with my physical matter. Right. Okay. And then she was like, or I, I asked, how can I honor you? How can I honor this integration? She shared her name with me, the blend of our names, which is really cool. It's like an African mixed with my name. And it just flows effortlessly. And I chant it to bring us together every day mm-hmm. into our purest, highest goddess more. Lots of gold, lots of, and now I understand the golds in my business. And I understand the golds in my meditation. Like, oh, okay. I also understand why my shamans were so afraid of me because she's super duper powerful and super duper dark. And then me, the other message she had for me, which was so relieving. She's like, you couldn't hurt somebody if you tried. And that just relieved me of so much, Mm. so much heaviness that I've been carrying and this worry that I'm a bad person, you know, and, and like this vigilance of me being like, am I doing the right thing? Like, I thought that was what made me a good person was just being vigilant about it. But what actually makes you a good person is just relaxing into your being and knowing that you are good at heart. And so. And your intention is never to do harm. Oh, it really, really knowing what that means. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 50% intention, baby. So we integrated and she also said to me, I need you to honor me by painting your toes green or brown. I was like, what? Oh, all right, I can do that. And it made me remember a life where I was, you know, in Asia, being doted on, hands and foot being taken care of. And so I really do feel more connected to my highest self when my nails are done, both hands and foot. Mm-hmm. So I went and got a petty for my birthday and they ended up giving me my own room and it was like total goddess energy. Like it was like my toes are brown and I'm a goddess. I'm sitting here eating clementines. Like, thank you. Thank you, inner past life. So that experience was just amazing to have the understanding of who I was what my magic is, who I'm becoming, why there's that balance, why there was the collision, and just the fruition of the roller coaster experience. And so my guide said to me, too, there's a ceremony you need to perform. Is there something? Does this like connect with you? I said, yes, I have tissue from my birth that I need to give back. She said, perfect, go and make the ceremony whatever it is it needs to be. And I was like, do I incorporate my husband into this or not? And she's like, well, there are two options here because let's see how you truly feel about it. She asked my past life, how did you die? And she, again, in her like bitchy scoff, she scoffed. She's like, she showed me how she died. She was running in the jungle on vines and tripped up and fell to her death. But what tripped her up? these stones in her pocket that were gifted to her by a man that she loved. And the message was, don't get distracted by men. 
And it was so healing because the runes, she showed me runes and the runes were all about prosperity and wealth and abundance are coming to me, being in my full power. And the resentment that I had towards my husband for, it's like a more resentment to myself, but then a resentment to his fear, you know? And I, I understood it because it came from a deep place of being like, fuck, I just died because I was thinking about like cough. But now I also, understand, <laughs> you know, anytime that comes up for me, I just have a little conversation with her and we walk each other through it because the balance, the new earth, Kasha, can really help Natika with this. And so we integrate and we create an understanding of how we can heal this both past and present. and. I decided to, you know, include my my partner in the ceremony because part of me was like, I'm just going to go bury this by myself. Like, this is my experience. Like, I'm the one who had to go through this. I'm the one, like, I was mad that I had to do the bleeding. I had to do all the grief. I had to do this. You know, not holding the space for my husband to have those feelings too. Like, he was sad. He was depressed about it. And so we all did the ceremony together. My psychic son and toe, my daughter, and we went up to the forest and I put it under the moss. Our, our forest is really mossy. It's super magical. So I just like found the spot, lifted the moss, put in the tissues and said goodbye. Part of myself and also with such gratitude for the experience. Because not only did I heal so much shame and anger, grief, but also I grew the appreciation for my medicine. I grew the appreciation for my knowledge. And I grew the appreciation for the timing and the things like that. And that this is actually all a gift. And that's why that child came, but didn't fully, you know. But healed so much. Holy guacamole. And, and also sort of integrated your past life, but allowed you to then be vulnerable and invite in your partner now and that male mm-hmm. to whole, to make it whole. That's it. And my child's name is Lion. And so the other aspect was that my body is too hot to house a lion right now, hence the flaming Cheetos. And so then what happened three days later, I love the number three, (laughs) three days later, I woke up vomiting. I was like, what? And then I had watery, fiery poop, guys, for almost four days. It was three days of a purge, three days. And an actual being was like spirit. Who knows? Who knows? But it was hot as fuck. And it happened to my daughter as well. So talk about ancestral. Yeah, you. she moved through it as well. Huge. Our yoni, their bums were burned, like blistered. Like it was crazy. It was hot. I'm telling you, it was like flaming Cheetos. I lost 25 pounds. Wow. That's how much heat you're holding in the body. Actually. Yeah. It was so physical and so emotional and so spiritual and I'm so grateful for the journey because it really helped me get closer to myself and it helped me to create bonds with my family and different dynamics and it helped me to really become to become me because motherhood is this seat of service that you get thrown into and it really is a throne but at the mm-hmm. same time serving and you're learning who you're becoming 
and who you are in this new child's life and these new dynamics and all these different energies that you're holding and you know that you're that you're curating and that you're you're holding you're holding you're holding so much and now I feel like I can hold it in such an amplified way in such a powerful way and it really has given me tools it's given me peace you know peace for my choices peace for my medicine peace for my heart peace for my soul peace for my children and just really being able to walk from a place of knowing knowing that I can go to places like that and come out totally enriched totally nourished totally exactly what it's supposed to be you know and not alone you call them sisters you call them body workers you call them healers you call them your own magic it's a very big circle of of healing right it's not just linear where you just speak to somebody you've processed it and you move on to the next thing we're just so much more than that we are energy oh wow thank you for walking us through your magic as well as your past lives as well as your 3d experience and also very emotional experience of carrying your child with free will leading the ceremony of abortion and then also wanting to accept this child and then saying goodbye while working through your shadow it's very humbling process that's a very humbling process and talk about you know these star seeds that come with such intention too uh-huh. mission yeah like a total mission even if they don't come earth side yeah there's so much that gets pulled yeah yeah it was wow like, it's super beautiful now that i'm on the other side of it yes you know, obviously of course when you're in it it's like <laughs> how does yeah you don't know the full you don't know the circle you don't know the spiral it's it quite yet and it really does living this spiral it's like a lunar cycle yeah took when did we try to do this like last month right oh i think october oh my gosh so like six weeks yeah yeah Yeah. interesting yeah but this was the magic i think to be shared obviously yeah and i don't want to move it any other way and you also move with that integrity so i think everything is is as it should be always (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Anyone oh, Kasha. Thank you. If you I please, please, please share that with me because it's so yes. helpful to hear as a sister. Like really just find me and just share. Yes. I wanted to say, you know, like what are the ways that the beautiful goddesses that listen can connect with you? I of course will have your links in the podcast notes but some of your beautiful offerings and your magic right now yeah. i'm mostly on the table so i do have a website it's linked through my old business but i honestly i just prefer instagram i prefer dms i prefer personal contact so you can find me at the temple dot so that's 
K-A-S-I-A-D-I-A-N-A. You can also find me at thetemple.podcast. Those are kind of the best ways to find me. Yeah. And I have I have some offerings in terms of, I also do iridology. I'm an herbalist. Mm. So there's kind of my like 3D offerings that complement. I'm, I'm holistic in what I do. So it's not like I just do the spiritual, right? Like there's a physical component, there's an intellectual, emotional, and a social component to what we do as healing. So I would say, that is the best way to reach me. If you are interested in my book too, I wrote Moon Blood. So if you're interested in understanding your cycle and how it can work with the moon, even if you're not bleeding, if you're interested in that kind of thing, please reach out to me. I will send you a copy. It's $22 and I'll ship internationally. It's also available as an ebook. So that's more interesting to you or that's more, you know, available for you. If you would like that, I can also send that to you. Those are the ways to find me. Beautiful that you offer so much to the world and you are just truly I just closed my eyes and I saw stardust go by you're really just stepping into your truest form your truest your truest you know priestesshood your truest goddess and nothing now I mean we'll always waver I think in certain elements but really what a potent and beautiful experience to move through. So thank you for sharing it. And I know you offer abortion protocol support, beautiful readings, the iridology, and so many other beautiful detox measures. So Kesha is just a beautiful, holistic, intuitive, magical woman. And so I'll be placing all the ways you can contact her or reach out to her, even if you have your own story to share or how the story made you feel, I'm happy to pass it on to Kasha as well. She is a dear sister. So this has been a really, really profound connection. And I thank you so much for your magic and your medicine. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Thank you, listeners. I love you. (laughs) We love you. Thank you for your time, your energy. We'll see you on the next episode.